0: Welcome to Dial It In, a podcast where we talk with interesting people about the process improvements and tricks they use to grow their businesses. I'm Dave Meyer, president of BusyWeb, and every week, Trigvi Olsen and I are bringing you interviews on how the best in their fields are dialing it in for their organizations.
1: Dave, you ever hear terms that sound purposefully vague in marketing? All the time.
0: That's half of the point of marketing, I thought.
1: Yeah one of the new buzzwords that I think have really come into play in the last couple of years is the idea of customer experience. Yes. Like, what is What does that really mean? Does that mean that you have to tip your waitress? Or does that mean that, uh, how does that function on a website? It, it really means anything to a lot of different people.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: And I know we're very blessed and we'll talk about, we're going to unpack this quite a bit, but One of the people that have been really uh, unsung and pivotal to the success of BusyWeb has gotten promoted, I think, several times. She's now the Director of Customer Experience for a software tool we use called Proposify. Oh,
0: I love Proposify.
1: And I, for our listeners, you know I'm a little bit different. And the experience that I had with her was always spot on and helpful. So as we were talking about customer experience, I wanted to bring on somebody who I think really gets it and figures out why. So our guest today is Melissa Gunn, who is with two N's. So we're going to be affectionately titling this, The Gun Show. (laughs) Had to be done. Had to be done. Uh, And Melissa is the head of customer experience for Proposify. Welcome, Melissa.
2: Hi, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: So for those people who are listening who aren't into marketing, tell the folks what exactly is Proposify?
2: So Proposify is a tool that helps bring visibility control to the sales process. We have uh, software that will make it easy and shorten your sales cycles for producing proposals. So it gets the job done, it gets the deal closed.
1: Excellent, and the, so uh, another way to say that is that it's a way to get customers to sign electronically signed documents faster.
2: Absolutely, that's correct. Sure. You and, did a and better sure, elevator yeah, the, pitch than me.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> but for, for me, and you know, this this will be the proposal I love to go for a, for a couple minutes, I'm sure. But for me, all of the templates and things that you have readily available get you started so much faster. When we were going through our document management you know, tasks and trying to figure out how can we, you know, get this a little bit uh, cooler looking, we just went through all of the proposify templates and like, Oh, we like that one. And then as we've grown, I know you guys have design services to help. But, you know, we actually had one of our designers work really, really hard on creating something that's just crafted and gorgeous. And it really is a leg up in competitive advantage for our clients.
1: So I think we, we've talked about the flywheel before and the flywheel is is sort of a HubSpot concept. And it really, really the idea of it is the customer journey is for, for those people who are not marketing nerdy like we are, what it really means is what is the quickest and most painless way for any customer that you want to deal with to get from I don't know you to here's some money. And what is... Sort of a unique talent, I think, is in the sales arena. Number one is asking for money, is getting somebody saying, this is how much it costs, and yes, I know it hurts a little, but it's going to be worth it. Can I have the money? And then we will do the thing or build you the thing. That's the first part of it, is getting people to say yes. But any good, sophisticated seller will tell you that that is only about 60% of the battle because you still don't have a name on a dotted line and you still don't have money in the money in the door. And to me, that's when you really have closed a deal is when you have a check in hand and you've got something signed. So Melissa, why is it advantageous for people to use an e-sign program? There's a number of different ones. I know some of your competition is like PandaDoc or mm-hmm. e-sign, but Why, or or there's, uh, I think Adobe has one too. What's -hmm. the competitive advantage for your customer to have a a tool like that?
2: Well, in all honesty, I mean, the days of sitting down with somebody to sign off on a document have passed. We're in the electronic age. Everybody wants to be able to get stuff in their hands quickly and have things move as smoothly and seamlessly as possible. So having a proposal that's in an online world allows that to be done so fast. We also break open uh, moving past that like paper document, once you put a paper document in somebody's hand and you leave that meeting, you have no idea what happens after that. Mm-hmm. With Proposify, you have the opportunity that you can see when they've opened it. You can see how long they've spent on your, uh, your different sections. So if you have a customer who just never gets back to you, but you see that they've spent an hour on your pricing, you kind of have an idea of what might be going on. Right. You can also have the ability to easily follow up with them. And then, after that deal is signed, make sure that you get the metrics and analytics to follow your sales team. You can collect payment. It just makes it really, really easy for sellers to connect with their clients, look good doing it, and get that sales process rolling.
1: One of the things that I think is sort of a universal axiom, and I think is certainly true at BusyWeb, is that salespeople are to a large extent, overgrown children. And if things aren't easy for them, that the um, and, and I, I will raise a hand and say I, I'm the head of that table. So if it's not easy for them, then they don't really want to do it. So what, yeah, what you said about the signing documents is great, but I think Proposify, ha- there's a couple other sort of universal helps. And I think one of which is tying into the CRM. So Mm -hmm. what's the value of having that tie into the CRM?
2: Oh, honestly, your data hygiene, which that kind of sounds like a a silly term, but Mm -hmm. data hygiene is so, so important. It just means one less step. Like if you can go ahead and you can put a proposal into a certain deal stage that links up automatically with your CRM, and then as the stages progress, everything just stays synced, it means that you don't need to go back you know, back and forth or forget something or have to chase after somebody who's not doing those follow-ups within, you know, Salesforce, HubSpot, whatever, Mm -hmm. to make sure that everything coincides with one another. So again, it's just that taking out that extra step with the integration just keeps the process smooth and seamless and keeps everything in check.
1: So I know for us, we are unabashedly HubSpot, but Proposify doesn't just work with HubSpot, right? You work with uh, all the different major CRMs. We sure do. Okay, cool. So for us, I think one of the things that we sort of get after we sign contracts is, we get our operations team rolling their eyes going, oh God, what did you guys do now? And Mm -hmm. so uh, having then the opportunity for visibility From the CRM for not just the administrata of it is 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 helpful as well because a contract isn't just a sales thing. It's if you think about that the flywheel and that full life cycle of a customer, it has to be referred back to over and over by other people in the organization.
0: That's Right. right. Well, and the other thing that I think as you're looking at your sales structure and your team and how to help them do more, faster, better is to make their job like Trigby said as easy as possible so having the ability to implant variables that come out of your CRM so you can have company information we actually have a playbook that we run from at busyweb that auto populates our proposals and then all we have to do is go in and fix and or and or tweak it so in the olden days when we had to put together word docs my lord it took me maybe a couple hours to put together a good proposal yeah. And now I think I'm down to less than a half hour yep. and have it much, much cooler. So it's, it's tremendously helpful. Uh, as, as you look at proposals, and I know that you've seen thousands of companies that, that are doing this and doing it well, I'm kind of curious, what are some of the best tips to either get quick approval of proposals or to really have that pop to stand out from the competition?
2: Actually, um, I'm going to pull from one of our documents. So we create Mm -hmm. annually a state of proposals where we go through and we review all of our customers and we take a look at what really works the best. And state of proposals 2023 is out. Uh, You can get that from our website. There's a lot of different things that you can really, really do to stand out and have that competitive advantage, and it does depend on industry. One thing that we're seeing trending now is actually using graphics, like using GIFs to draw the eye and engage your customers and your clients within your proposal. Uh, we it's it's interesting, right? Because it's uh nothing that you would ever think would belong necessarily in a proposal. But again, it's Mm -hmm. about that engagement. It's about drawing the client in. Also making sure that you have a short contract, believe it or not. If you have to have a longer terms and service, linking that out to a separate uh, area is actually a lot more beneficial to you than having it you know a 15 page terms and services right. attached directly within the proposal itself keeping it to the point making sure that you're putting yourself on display without a lot of jargon and a lot of uh You know, bloat within that proposal. Overall, you got to understand that a proposal in the end is all about keeping attention and drawing that client into your business to close the deal. So anything that you can do to continue to keep them engaged, continue them reading that proposal is in your benefit.
1: Excellent. One of the things that was a big difference maker for us and why and i'll just i'll just outwardly say this is there and i won't name the competitor but there's a competitor proposify that a a, a tremendous amount of people in the marketing industry use, and they're all wrong and they shouldn't be they should be using proposify one of the biggest things that we had a huge problem with is and tying this back into your answer melissa is not only did can you create an online proposal But then you also have to account for the people who don't want to look at it online. Yeah. And so they would save it as a PDF and then print it out. And what we found in using with the competition is anytime that we would go to click on save it as a PDF, the pagination, which is a funky way of saying where is the end of the page or where is the start of the page, it was all completely screwy. So what we found is we had this great leap forward where we went from Word documents to online proposal making and then we would end up spending less time than the word doc but then half the time would be spending messing with the pagination to get it right
0: yeah it's, because, it's so tough
1: yeah we had to get because you have it, 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 it in selling you have to be prepared for anything so you have to be prepared for the person you're sending to to might not be the decision maker. So how can, you take advi- how can you know whether or not they're looking at it or not? Well, if you have a software that tells you who they're forwarding it to and who's looking at it, then, oh my goodness, then that's helpful information. Have they downloaded it and are they reading it? That's helpful information. So let's talk about you a little, because uh, I, I think uh, I, I, we talked about this before we started recording, you and I have been friends and have been work proximity associates for, uh, I think, going on seven years. And you were a customer service rep when we started working together.
2: Yep. Yep. I was, uh, I started my career with Proposify. I was working as uh, a recalled we back then a customer happiness expert. Yes. I believe my cool. title was. I like that. And yeah, it, it's, it was fun. And I remember very vividly busy web coming on to propose a Fi. and you had your customer success manager was Pam at the time. And she told me, she's like, Melissa, there's this guy. You're really going to like him. She said, mm-hmm. just you wait until he writes into the queue the first time. And Here comes Trigvi in, and it's just uh, (laughs) friendly, larger-than-life personality, but strictly in text. And I grabbed it. And from there, we talked about everything, because that's something that we actually really believe in at Proposify. Um, Not only is it about supporting your customer, but it's actually creating a, a team and bonding with them. Because it's always best to celebrate your wins with the people that you like and get through the tough times with the people you like, too. Anyway, from there on out, it was all caps, Melissa, exclamation point,
1: yes. every time
2: <laughs> every time. Uh, Trig came into the queue. And it just came from there. We, we became friends. We got to know each other. We learned about each other's families. And we spent time. And uh it was you're still one of my favorite customers, even though we don't talk as much. Thank
1: you. And then it got to the point where um because I would just I I like I she would get she got promoted into like the manager level and then I would get like the first level kids and I'm like, no, 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 just (laughs) go get mom.
2: (laughs) And I even I went as far to make sure that every time like somebody new came in, they got like the idea. And I would personally hand Trigby off to somebody and be like, make sure that this is a good personality match because we just meshed really, really well. And we got to talk about sports and everything like that. So I made sure that he was put in the appropriate hands. So he was always very you know, well-regarded and well-kept with people that I knew he would like.
1: And, and exactly, exactly. If I, this is what I need more out of my life is, is, is women trying to make sure that my, my needs are met. This yeah, <laughs> does yeah. not happen a lot. Um, and, and that's true for, for the women who are actually taking care of me, uh, I, Melissa, I'll tell you, there are literally tens of minutes in each day where a woman is not telling me what to do and, uh, it making it better. But one of the things, I know Dave's got a question, but I want to ask one thing. I think one of the unique experiences that I've had with you was that you very plainly would tell me when I did things wrong Mm -hmm. and not in like an artful customer service way. So was that a conscious decision of yours or the company's to just speak in plain terms? Or is that something that you all had to evolve into? Because that's a very uh, unique that, well, you can't be very unique. That is a unique experience that I've had with Proposify.
2: It's um, honestly, so prior to working at Proposify, I worked in a corporate job. It was very, I worked with customers. I was doing sales management at the time, but my entire history was always working customer facing. And I didn't love the idea of treating, I don't like, I don't like, okay, hold on. We're going to cut. I don't like the idea of not treating people actually like people just because you're a customer doesn't strip away the fact that at your court you're a person. Um, and I thought that it was always important to be genuine and to be honest. So when I came on, we always had a very kind of loose conversation style, but I was like, you know what? If somebody is mad, if something happened, why aren't we we sending that desk flip GIF where Mm -hmm. somebody is smashing their computer and relating to them? Uh, When somebody has messed up, why aren't we just telling them, you messed up, but let's fix it. I just think connecting on that human level is what makes us special. We treat people like people. And uh, I don't think enough people in the industry understand the importance of treating people like people. You can be professional and you can be nice, but if you treat people like people, all of a sudden it becomes less of a business transaction and more of a team, like a team sport. We're working on it together.
0: Right. And that that's actually why I love working with you guys as well. And that, was, that leads into the question I was going to ask before is... Empathy seems like one of the competitive advantages of certainly Proposify, but as a customer success manager and what you do on a daily basis is literally to empower your customers to like you more. And that ties directly to brand. So how do you help foster that? Because we have a lot of folks that are on our on our listener base that are managers, um, C-suite level folks. How do you foster that sense of caring and empathy for your customers?
2: It's an interesting question, Dave. So one of the big things that we do for our team, and I've, as important as numbers are, as important as efficiencies are, as mm-hmm. important as everything is, the one thing that we do with our staff is we, treat them like people and that may sound like wild but (laughs) within the context center realm or within within a lot of the service industries treating your staff like people isn't something that necessarily happens so it really does start from the top down we treat our people with empathy kindness we understand uh when they need something we work hard for them they work hard for us and in turn, because we create that environment that is super supportive of our staff, our staff treats our customers in the exact same way. So we basically model the behavior, acting as mm-hmm. our staff, as our customers, they model that to our customers. So the Melissa sitting at the director level is the same Melissa that Trigby has spoken to. Like it's It's never different. Mm -hmm. We're always very, very real and very, uh, you know, supportive and, and, and there for our people. So that's, that's how it, that's how it works. That's the secret sauce, honestly, treat people like people Mm -hmm. and they will work for you and do as you model.
1: I think one of the other interesting things that I experienced that I think you pioneered is that Proposify was very much on the, Bleeding edge of using video to uh, video screenshotting as demonstration tools. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: if I made a mistake, a, it would be called out B, it, which was, uh, which was unique. And then B, I would be told what I did wrong. So I wouldn't do that again. And then C, I would get a video of how to do it correctly. So how did that come into, into play?
2: So in my previous years, I was actually a, a trainer at my my last job, and I understand the different styles of adult learning, right? And to sit back and say that people all learn in the same styles is just silly. Some people are visual learners, some people are, are listeners, some people are doers. And if you're not providing that complete overall learning experience to the customers, how are you expecting them to grasp the concept and learn it, uh, for future use. Right. So making sure that that complete answer, including a uh, showing you how to do it, um, is how we set up our customers for success. And in all honesty, as busy as we are, right, we want customers to write in, but even less we want customers to not be frustrated and we want customers to be successful. So, making sure that people are in a good position to solve their own problems. That's the best way to do it.
1: So you got promoted. I, I think you've gotten promoted three times since I've known you.
2: Yeah. Three, four, maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the first, uh, I want to I say this because I think this is funny, because the first time uh, you got promoted was really on the beginning of COVID. And so the person that I was starting to work with was a guy named uh, George, who Mm -hmm. isn't with the company anymore. And George was incredibly knowledgeable, incredibly helpful, and just a super great guy, great representative of the company. George is a dwarf. Mm -hmm. And so my first COVID experience a lot in dealing with people on video camera was talking to George, and I was going, is there is this a camera thing or is he a dwarf? And it was. A, and finally, I asked him, and he was he was really cool about it. But what you you've since grown in your role to um, director of customer experience. So what does your day to day look like?
2: So from my my start here as a, a customer happiness expert. I have gone and increased my reach within the company, so now not only am I running our support team, but I run our customer success managers. I also uh run our professional services team, and I sit on the executive leadership team now.
1: Wow, yeah, cool. wow, so Kyle really is starting to listen to you.
2: I think so. I mean it's it's he's always Kyle is 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 wonderful actually because if there's somebody who always has an open door to listen. Even if you like need to knock on it and be like, this is not this is not it, Kyle. <laughs> He's always there for it. But yeah, it's really, I've been so passionate about Proposed By since I started here. And um, to have a seat at the table to now not only just help with the company moving forward, but actually point it in the direction. It's wild. And I'm just, like I'm super excited every single day that I go into work of what's the next thing that I'm going to learn and what's the next thing I'm going to teach somebody.
1: What is Proposify's definition of customer experience?
2: Oh man, that's a, that's a good question, Trig. Well, I'll let you know, it's something that chat GPT is never going to replicate as much <laughs> as we like to think because in all honesty, human first customer experience is is what we excel at. And that's at the heart and soul of it. It is everything is human first. It may not always be the customer's always right, but it is human first and creating that environment for people to establish trust for people to establish a partnership and, uh, to have a genuine sense of care that's in my eyes and what we stand for for our customers is customer experience also quick knowledgeable like not all just the lovey-dovey stuff (laughs) because we do like to talk but we want people to get on with their day too so make sure that your answers are, are full quick uh to the point you know and that that customer is able to move on with their day, knowing that whatever issue they encountered, they are ready to go.
1: What are, What does the training look like if you're going to bring on a new happiness person?
2: Oh. Did they so, go to the
1: happiness hotel?
2: <laughs> I wish In I had news. a happiness Let's hotel. <laughs> so um, I'll let you know, with um, a lot of our people who come on with us they are coming from kind of that contact centery corporate type world Mm -hmm. and um we always used to say that we were kind of like the spca or the aspca we (laughs) we take kind of like these people who have been just kind of sucked of their soul from corporate life. Right.
0: That's, that's a rough gig in, in that kind of role. So it is.
2: Yeah. And, um, and put the passion back into it because in the end you don't work with people unless you actually like people. Like it's really hard, not, it's hard to, you know, so we talk to them about, we start off talking to them about our values So one of the biggest values that a lot of people that we have that actually works super well with our team is start with a full trust battery. So people aren't used to autonomy. People aren't Mm -hmm. used to being themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is the first thing that we kind of have to nail into people. Throw away your your corporate tone throw away that like contact center voice that you speak in because Mm -hmm. people have contact center voices and be you be true to you because we trust you to be true to you. We didn't hire you if we didn't trust you to do the, the position. Um, so we rip out conformity from their lives. We put their personalities back into them and then we start trusting them to do really awesome stuff. Um, Outside of that, we have like standard onboarding, but I'll let mm-hmm. you know that one thing is probably the hardest thing that we have to do. And it's kind of a constant reminder within the first three months of you don't need to be professional bank tone or you don't need to be, you know, contact center tone, be you.
0: Right. Yeah. Do you have people from all over the world that you work with and yeah. how, how does that work? Cause you know, you guys are, you know, uh, Proposify is based out of just out of out of Halifax, Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and so a Canadian company. And yeah. uh, I, I'm good. sure, it, beautiful space. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, so is is it all North American, or how how do you space that out? I, I'm I'm sure as as a international as we are in just the business world now, you probably have folks all over the world, right? So how do you we manage? Do. That?
2: yeah yeah we do so the majority of our our team itself is located uh within canada we do have one superstar overnight uh agent his name is andre he lives in the philippines he's been with our company for three years now um and he is an absolute joy Um, and it's so funny because just from his own background, again, I think that we still need to revisit, like, Andre, it's okay to be like, be you, like, you don't, you don't need to put that hat on, just be you. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's how we manage it. And then honestly, when it comes to different people from different backgrounds and customer base within our world and stuff like that, um, they all seem to. I don't know. Maybe it's the Canadian us. Everybody just likes. <laughs> everybody just likes us. Yeah, um, you know, we say please and thank you all the time, so that must uh-huh. be it. But uh, it's hard to yeah. be mad, Canadians. It's it's true though because we just say sorry sixteen times and then you have to forgive us.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no doubt.
0: So yeah. for for. Back back on Proposify for a second. I, I know that one of the big things that you do as a service in Proposify is to literally save time. Mm-hmm. And another is of course to make the presentation more professional. It occurred to me, and you mentioned at the beginning the state of proposals for 2023 that you guys did. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you really want any either salesperson or revenue? Officer, to know or to understand, are there things that are changing? Like, even post COVID now, are there some things that are swinging back or any trends that you can spot?
2: Hmm. Well, I mean, it's hard because in the changing state of the world, like, we went completely remote. So, yeah. our office space doesn't exist anymore. And there are more and more people who are working remotely. They don't Mm -hmm. have a home base or anything like that, which is why it is such a good benefit to have an online proposal solution because it, it means that you can reach out to anybody at any point in time. They've got it in hand, um, whether they're in an office or not. Um, also the mobility aspect of it. So just having that, Be able to, you know, maybe you're emailing a a job site, not necessarily in you guys' world, but like, let's say blue collar, you're doing landscaping, you have um, somebody who's on site, the boss on site, and they need access to something want to sign off it immediately, Mm -hmm. they can access it from anywhere. Um, So getting it in the hands of people, no matter where they are, at any time, I think is is one of the true things to understand, like, I don't think our world is going to go back Mm -hmm. to just being office spaces anymore.
0: For sure. Uh, And that's probably one of the more surprising things that I've noticed is I'm I'm seeing people that are opening proposals at all hours of the day and night. So making sure that you have something that's instant and that's easily accessible is super helpful. Can you help us settle a bet? Trigvi and I have very different front pages on our proposals mm-hmm. and i'm more traditional and you know i'm i'm a little bit uh, older than trigby i'm like a year older but um trigby likes putting video on the on the home page of the proposal and i'm a text guy so which is better
2: i'd have to see the video
0: oh you know trigby's videos i know they're very they're <laughs> very fun I'm kind of setting them up as, as a, as an easy gimme.
2: I like, I like a video. Like, again, you have to think about engagement. Also attention spans aren't what they used to be Yeah. like in, in our world today, like all the different facets of multimedia and everything like that. Mm -hmm. TikTok generation. I mean, those people are coming up into the business world. Mm -hmm. You have to grab attention. I'm not going to lie. I like a good video.
0: So now, it shouldn't did. be like a fifteen-minute video where you're droning on, no. but you know, I, I think one of my favorites that Trigby ever did was it was literally a three-minute run-through on the proposal. He said, "Here's what we're talking about. Here's why we're awesome. Here's the deal. Here's what you're going to have to pay, and here's where you're going to sign because you're smart enough to hire us." And that was it. It was brilliant.
2: I think that's great. I honestly, again, like engagement. And bringing mm-hmm. that customer in. And honestly, if you can save somebody from having to, like, again, we're not having those in-person conversations as frequently as possible. He basically reached his hand through the screen yeah. and was like, here's, here's my elevator pitch. Right.
1: Yep. Well, I just, I, you know, I just feel like people, people who need people, <laughs> those are the luckiest people in the world.
0: Oh, now we're going to have to pay commission to some...
1: Now we're going to pay li- have to pay licensing. But I, I think one of the reasons why I use video is is a couple of reasons. And I think more to more the point, Dave, uh, there's a couple of things that we very purposefully do in our proposals. Number one is if you don't have a good sense of humor, you're really not going to be a long-term fit for working with us because we are... Um, I forget how Melissa rephrased it, but we are an island of misfit toys unto ourselves, and so if you don't, if you can't laugh at that thing, boy, that's going to be hard for you to work long term with us. And uh, second, one of the things that we have a problem with is our sales staff is almost exclusive, is exclusively male, and eighty-five uh, percent of the rest of the company is exclusively female, and so when in our proposal we have the best of the best of of women staff on there so you know hey once you get past me there's a whole lot of really smart ladies who are going to be telling you what to do so but i think the value of the video is it's another way to to show in, in, in who you're going to be working with and who you're going to be dealing with
2: yeah you can't you can't always express that through text, and you know how much of a challenge that can be. And I think that that's actually really, really amazing that you do that. And good on you guys for having all those ladies behind you because love a good woman staff,
1: right? Yeah, and <laughs> so, and, and and we that's have we have a great woman staff. So mm-hmm. we well, great staff. Period. So, Lisa, what are some of the uh, what are some of the customer uh, success initiatives and customer experience initiatives that you are? undertaking in your new role
2: oh there's a lot of different things that we're working on all the time so we currently have uh something that we're working on that's called collaborative accounts so we have um a subset of accounts that don't currently have customer success managers but we do want to give them An added level of touch. So, additional touch points, um, outreach for optimization calls, um, specialized messaging to them that would give them um, a better look at um, what we're doing within Proposify and how to use Proposify. Um, We also have an increased, or I'm sorry, a decreased SLA for them, so their response times are quicker. So, for example, when BusyWeb writes into Proposify, you guys have First response 10 minutes or less these customers would get something like 15 because they are of a higher caliber than our small small accounts uh but not as important as you guys to (laughs) us so um but yeah that's uh that's one of the big things that we're currently working on to get them that extra touch and just that extra sense of care there's um, some initiatives going on regarding our knowledge base and um, making more content for that and making it a bit more inclusive to all learning styles and accessible. So that's another thing that we're working on. And then there's some other stuff under the hat that I can't quite release just yet, but you'll see soon.
1: You, you, talk, you, you, you made, uh, made it funny about ChatGPT earlier. Which is you should use disparaging a a former guest of the pod, by the way. Oh, sorry. (laughs) We we did an episode where 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 um, we had we literally Dave and I literally asked Chat GPT interview questions for forty five minutes, and then had somebody read out the answers. It was actually really fascinating. Do you you find that AI is going to be helpful in in providing a better customer experience, or, or are you evaluating it? How are you looking at that as a potential solution?
2: We are looking at it. There's been some interesting integrations that have come out within our platform. So we use that, we use Zendesk for our, uh, our customer support platform. There's been some interesting integrations. I will be very honest. AI is, is scary to people who are in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, AI can generate really great responses. AI can mimic that humor and stuff like that. So while we're looking towards it <laughs> as a means to help, maybe make our lives a bit easier for our agents when it comes to locating really great answers or anything like that, I'm uh, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic about introducing it because sure. while I don't think it could ever replace us, it is a little. It's an intimidating. It's intimidating when you're in a customer facing position with AI.
0: And there's, there's a real opportunity or a real danger for a race to the bottom mm-hmm. with AI, as, as, at least as, as it's set up right now. Because if it's an echo chamber and like everybody's talking about the first version of Chat GPT that came out and GPT three was very circular and it was based off of at least two or maybe three year old data. So everything that you were asking it was sort of out of date. Mm-hmm. And so, what I've found, and we're in the middle of writing our own guidance for our clients and and internally, but I think the the proper use and knowledge to understand it's a tool, it's not a solution, and it's not the end result, right? So, like I'm I'm all about if you need help to brainstorm a topic, or if you need help in consolidating a few things that are that are all there and that you've got like real data sets that it can that it can use but just asking broad-ranging questions or trying to let it do too much is very very dangerous so i agree completely
2: yeah i uh one thing that we tend to use it for, and it's just we use it as a second set of eyes so if we have maybe a knowledge base article Mm -hmm. is this written as clearly as it could be is there any kind of terminology you know stuff like that so while we're relying on ourselves to be the creator and then and like AI just to be sort of that check and balance, I think it's an incredibly powerful tool because I, I do believe that it makes everybody a bit better writer. It makes right. everybody, you know, just a little bit more, um, just, they come off just a little bit smarter.
0: Right. Right. I, I kind of feel like it's, it's like having a robot butler, not a robot chef. You know I don't necessarily want someone to to create my food and, and think about it, but if they want to bring it on by and drop it on my table, cool.
1: God, Dave, now I want a robot chef. <laughs>
0: let's let's figure something out. I'm also kinda of hungry because it's almost lunchtime where we're recording. So
1: um, um I, I wanna sort of wrap up because I, I want to give a shout out to Proposify and talk about a bad time in their in their life. There was a time where you had a layoff what did the company do to the people that well that i need to rephrase that because that that sounds vindictive um (laughs) the company was incredibly uh, notably kind to the people that had been laid off what what were some of the things that the company did to soften the blow as much as possible
2: Well, uh, we were very lucky because not in in this day and age, not everybody is lucky, but we were lucky enough to be able to provide severance to the people that were included in that layoff. I know some companies nowadays just don't have the ability to do that. So that was something. Um, My CEO, Kyle, got out on LinkedIn and put people's names out and got people connected with um, opportunities. We were also, and I don't know if I can phrase this as lucky because I don't think there's any lucky with it, but we, fortunate, Fortunate, yes. We had our, what we would like to call a right sizing. <laughs> we right sized at that time towards the be- like before everyone else was doing their layoffs. So there was still the job market was still quite good at that time. So because we kind of did that in advance of the downturn of the job market, we were able to get people into jobs pretty quickly, you know, reaching out to people that you knew. I don't know how many times I was a referral (laughs) for people to tell them just how wonderful they are because it wasn't about performance. It was just about making sure that we had the right size to move forward and continue to be successful. It was hard. I lost one of my entire departments. I lost. I had a knowledge management team, and they were gone. And <laughs> it still hurts. It's yeah. still, like, it makes me sad. But you know what? Those people now looking back, they're in new positions, and they're doing well. And um, they're being successful. And it sucks it's not with us, but I'm so happy for each and every one of them for landing on their feet and finding a new
1: path. I think what you just said is an incredibly classy way to to sort of sum up the experience you get with Proposify is even though it sucks that it wasn't with you, but you're still happy for them. Oh, and that's yeah. such a human feeling and okay. a surety that, hey, it didn't work out, but please go be successful. And, and we, we, we want you to be as successful as possible. So that's not, not- as a longtime customer, it's great to see. I'm going to say that again. As a longtime customer, it was really great to see a company that I have leveraged in my professional world to be so kind to people. And that's really, I guess, what I'm taking away from this, Dave, is that the technology is available to make your life better, but it doesn't replace the human connection.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And Melissa, it's so great to to have met you and thanks for your continued partnership through Proposify. How can folks uh, find you and Proposify?
2: Uh, You can find us online at proposify.com and that's where all of our information. We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, You can check us out on our socials too. So we're located on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all that wonderful stuff.
1: Does the guy with the bow tie still work there? For now. Excellent.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We love Uh, he, no lies. (laughs) Go on the website,
1: see if you can find the guy who looks like Bill Nye, the science guy, but slightly Canadian.
0: I love it. And we did mention the state of proposals and that's available at Proposify.com. And then if you go to the resources section, it's right on the top of the screen.
1: Super helpful. If you take away anything from that, take a moment and go download that because it will change how you think about online. Uh, Melissa, thanks so much.
2: Thank you.